TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. This is the WEEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Shime and Billy Lenny with you on this crisp yet sunny. It is sunny. Saturday morning. It is sunny. We've had very few sunny Saturdays. It's just, it's so nice. Like, as much as I hate it, because at this time in the morning, currently without daylight savings, the sun is glaring right in my eyes as I get on uh, a portion of the highway coming here, and it's almost impossible to see. Yep. But. It was nice to see sun instead of overcast crap. No, no transition lenses for you? No, None no, of those no, fancy no, ones? No, 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 yeah. no. No, no transition lenses for me. I'm not my mother. <laughs> nice. Uh, 617-779-7937 if you want to hop on this morning. We're going to be talking a lot of Patriots today because I think there's been a lot of fallout since the last time we talked. Uh, the Patriots have now filled every single coordinator position. Right, where were they last week? Last week it was it was still all rumors, right? Nobody was... I think the only one that we felt pretty confident in was Demarcus Covington at right. D.C. Outside of that, uh, we hadn't really... We had no idea where they were going with offensive None. coordinator. And who they ended up signing was Alex Van Pelt, uh, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, who was kind of a surprise, right? He wasn't on that list of 11 candidates the right. last time we spoke on Saturday and... All of a sudden, they interview him Wednesday, and they give him the job Thursday. Yeah, it moved quick, real quick. Yeah. And Again, it was one of those names where I'm like, wait, who? And so uh, G- Greg brought up a point yesterday that he felt uneasy about it. Like, this is just like the last guy you interviewed. It's the, finally someone who would take the job. But to me, it felt more like, okay, we've gone through this long interview process. And nobody really stood out to us, but... Like, immediately after the interview with this guy, they're like, yeah, we this want him as our OC, and they went and hired him. Yeah, how, how do you out. feel about I'm this? I'm fine with that. I'm, okay. it, <clears throat> excuse me. It works for me. They saw something that we obviously had no idea about because no one even thought of that guy when we was discussing who could be the next OC. So he comes in. He obviously did something. He has the experience. Gerard Mayo probably liked him. Kraft probably liked him, and they just kind of got it done quick because they got to get going on getting stuff together. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. So Alex Van Pelt, like I, like I said, formerly with the Cleveland Browns, he was also with the Green Bay Packers at one time and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before that, was a quarterback for the Bills in the league Bengals. for uh, like nine years. Yes, he was with the Bengals and Andy Dalton for a couple years as well. He has 
coached a, and he was with the Bills of as a coach and as a player and the Frankfurt Galaxy. Let's yeah, Frankfurt, of course, uh, elite elite uh, European football team right there. Uh, but like he has worked with quarterbacks like Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. and Josh Freeman and Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield. So he has had and all the twenty quarterbacks that Cleveland went through this year. Yeah, he has gone through a laundry list of different quarterbacks, and he's been a quarterbacks coach almost his entire career. So to me, that might indicate that, okay, the Patriots are looking at a young quarterback because they needed a guy who knew the position, understood how to develop a young quarterback, um, which Alex Van Pelt really hasn't had the opportunity, right? Like, he, he kind of had the opportunity with Baker, but that was more of a Stefanski thing. Mm-hmm. He Stefanski calls the plays for the most part. So... Maybe this is Van Pelt's opportunity to really kind of prove himself with the young quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's now now you got to figure out. All right, he's the guy. Here's the experience he has. Now, who do they do? Now, what do they do? Are they drafting someone? Are they signing someone? Because, like you said, this could be his little coming out party. Is like, look, this is what I can do. This is what I'm capable of doing. Do you want him to do that? With somebody who has some experience or somebody who's a completely blank page that you can develop. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I look at it and so if you're looking at a veteran quarterback, right, it, it's he there's clearly a connection with Baker Mayfield, who's now a free agent and openly said at the Pro Bowl, like I'm not gonna start contract talks with the Bucks until I find out who the OC is. Come to find out the new OC is going to be Liam Cohen of the LA Rams who Baker Mayfield said he had a good time when he was in LA. He loved Sean McVay. I don't know how if he has any relationship at all with Liam Cohen. Um, but shockingly enough does have a relationship with Alex Van Pelt. Uh, they worked together in Cleveland for quite a while. I would assume since Van Pelt wasn't calling the plays but was the OC and clearly uh, is a quarterback's guy was probably working very closely with Baker and actually won a playoff game with Baker Mayfield in 2020. And um, that was when Stefanski was out with COVID. The, uh, so Alex Van Pelt actually had to step in, was the play caller, the interim head coach for the week. Um, actually, was interim for two weeks, lost in the first week, then went to the playoffs and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs, um, which was uh, pr- pretty impressive. That was that sham. Steelers team though that was like 13 and 3 but absolute dog crap um, but regardless like they won a playoff game together so I'm curious if there's a relationship I know on your show both of your hosts are very much in favor of the veteran quarterback top five quarterback is too much of a risk yep. get the sure things start building some kind of talent I know my uh, Greg Hill is also that way so kind of where do you stand on that are you in favor of grabbing the young quarterback and working him with Alex Van Pelt or do you lean to maybe trying to use that that connection to go get a guy like Baker Mayfield I would I mean I don't see why you wouldn't go after Baker Mayfield I can't like you know he had a good season for Tampa Bay this year you know his salary I guess it all depends what it's going to cost you but again he's 28. 29 years old, if yep. that, you know what I mean? So yeah. you get, I think you can get four or five years out of him. He's got some experience. So I would, I like the idea of going after somebody like Baker Mayfield, maybe drafting somebody later in the draft and seeing if he can get like a Harrison Jr. Okay, early. yeah. So I don't hate Baker Mayfield. Like that's, if I'm looking at the veteran quarterbacks across the league, right? It's the two that stand out to me are Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield. Yep. I don't really want Kirk Cousins. I like Cousins. I don't really want him here. I just, I don't. I don't like the fit. Um, Plus, I think it's a huge price. The guy's looking for 90, huge price looking for $90 million. Yeah, whereas Baker will probably only be looking. I would guess 
So this right here, so his AAV in 2023 was only $4 million. Yeah, That's, it was a prove-it contract, right. right? It was a, you have to compete for the starting job with Kyle Trask, which he won easily. Yep. And he won a, play, he won a, a playoff game. game. And and so I think that Matt had a really good season with Dave Canales uh, as the offensive coordinator in Tampa. So he's going to get a pay bump. Like yeah, yeah. That, It'll be that, double digits. Yo, yeah, that I would say that number's probably going to come close to 20. Yeah. He's just been moving around so much. I feel like he would want some kind of stability. Yeah, but Dave Canales is gone, right? So there is no stability. You're getting a brand-new play caller in Tampa. Uh, you might as well find a guy that you like. And right. if you want stability, for him, the, the best place to go then would be Carolina, which he's not going to go. Tepper's not no. bringing him back. And then it would be go work with your old coach right. in in a new place. So go work with Alex Van Pelt in New England. So I, it's one of the reasons why I think it's actually a really likely scenario, and it muddies the waters now for what the Patriots plan to do going forward even more. Right. Yeah, yeah, more question marks, which aren't a bad thing. No, it's – so I heard a couple things this week. For those of you who weren't aware, this week was the uh, the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. And so all of the, not actually just seniors, there's a lot of juniors now. It's more of a showcase than anything. A lot of college players were at Mobile doing reps against each other. There was the the national team and the American team or whatever. And um, some of the rumors going around are that the Patriots are currently like the focal point of the draft. Because nobody really knows... If they want to draft Jaden Daniel or whatever quarterback is available at three. Yeah, top two are already given. We know Williams is going one, Drake May is going two. More or less. There was actually very little talk of Drake May this week, which was interesting. But um, but regardless, it's like, okay, are the Patriots taking a quarterback at three? Or would they trade out? Because there are three or four pretty vocally hungry teams about getting one of those top quarterbacks. Uh, teams like that would be Atlanta. Uh, Denver, Minnesota, I think, is even on that list because I don't know that they want to pay Kirk Cousins. Uh, and I would also stick the Raiders on that list as well. I don't know that they would make a massive splash with new head coach Antonio Pierce, but I know that they are interested in a quarterback. Yeah, so. I like I like, I like like the fact that the Patriots are causing that around the league. Right, and you so— You know what I mean? Making teams think that we have—you're it's it's you're at a number three pick, and you have the league wondering what the hell could you possibly do. Yeah, no one knows. You know what I mean? It's not as guaranteed as it usually is. It's like, all right, here's the mock draft. It's pretty accurate on what it's going to be, but we don't know what the hell the Patriots could do, whether it's lineman, receiver, quarterback, trade it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. all, it's pretty good. And I think, too— it makes it even harder because when you look at the style of coaching Van Pelt brings, he's an outside zone running guy. He's kind of a run first ish guy. At least that's the Cleveland system, right? If he adheres to that old Kubiak Stefanski edition of that offense, then it's going to be a lot of outside zone runs, which is good for Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, and it's going to be an interest. There's going to be a lot of play action, a lot of bootleg uh, with the quarterback, which I think, you know, if you're Jaden Daniels, that kind of fits you okay if you're going to adjust to a pro-style offense. I know you guys have, on your show, Billy, have talked a lot about the the modern offense and, yep. and, and stuff like that. If you're going to adjust to a new pro-style NFL offense for a guy like Jaden Daniels, being in a system that's run first and is going to run a lot of play action and bootleg would... <sighs> play really well to his strengths yeah. plus it's good for the adjustment of, yeah it would take a lot of his table right it's, yep. it's you're not asked to do a whole lot and so i think it's interesting 
that the Patriots just have so many different avenues that they can go down at right. this point. Yeah, it's, and that again, as a fan, that's what I like to hear. You know what I mean? I don't want to look at a mock draft and be like, okay, they're taking this guy. Because even when under Belichick, they kind of there was very rare opportunities where they did what you thought they were going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that this team organization still can do that is 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 what I like. And I really think you bring in a you bring in a veteran quarterback. You bring in you get somebody like Harrison Jr. in here would be amazing because. Like when was the last time the Patriots like a receiver that you're like, all right, here we go, Randy Moss. Yeah, that was a trade. Was yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's, you know, they've brought in some guys in on the draft, but nobody who you've ever been like, all right, nice, this guy can. I don't want to say like take the top off the yeah. ball, but like somebody you feel like you can just like let it fly. And, he can kick ass. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like the idea of bringing in somebody like that because I know offensive hell, offensive line is the most important thing in the world. But as a fan on the draft, it's the most boring thing in the world. Oh, 100 percent. You know. And so I, but I look at where the Patriots are, and if they were to trade down, that eight spot to Atlanta feels like the right spot because it allows you, if you were to trade down from three to eight, there's going to be some receivers that come off the board, but one of the top three receivers may still be there in Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison will be there, but one of the other two could be there. Um, one of the two dominant tackles in Joe Alt, Olu Fashanu, will be there. My assumption is Fashanu would probably be there at eight. I think Joe Alt is almost a lock to go seven to the Titans. Um, and then, and then there's a bunch of, I guess, defensive talent which we don't need. Yeah, right. And so it's it. It would really be if they are trading out. The idea is okay. It's either Olu Fashanu or like Roma Dunze. Yeah, they're Davis. not drafted for defensive depth. No, they you don't know. need to at this point. No. Their defense is really good, and they're right. getting pieces back. We're going to be healthy, and so it's really kind of in a position now. Excuse me. That Sorry. creates no worries. Creates even more questions. Like before, Alex Van Pelt, I was like, oh, they have to take a quarterback, right? It's it's a lock. It's just they have to take a quarterback. They have to move in that direction. Now that you bring Van Pelt in, I feel like there's other avenues to go. If you had to pick one, okay. if you had to pick one scenario right now yep. that you're like, yes, I am all in. I've bought in. What is your Patriots uh, draft slash quarterback scenario? It's 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 what I mentioned. It's it's bringing um bringing Baker Bay Baker Baker Bayfield Maker Bayfield. Yikes, That's Fitzy's favorite. <laughs> Bring in Mayfield, draft Harrison Jr. And then worry about everything else later in the draft or on the trade market. Okay. Okay. I I think I'm still in favor of the young quarterback. Yep. I know the percentages aren't great, but they aren't for first round receivers technically either. I just I think that Daniels is just the better option. It's hard it's hard to kind of justify it because I think Marvin Harrison's if you're just talking about the player at his position, Marvin Harrison's just better. He's like as good as it gets. It's there is nothing Marvin Harrison can't do. He wins through contact. He wins at the catch point. He can beat you off the line of scrimmage. He can beat you in open field. Like the guy does everything. And yet I'm like, mm, I don't know. Jaden Daniels might be a lot of fun. Yeah. I just look at it from that, like, right? Like if you think about it. Okay, you trade with one of those teams. Say yeah, you trade with C. Harrison Jr. as just as much fun. But where you he doesn't have, have the ball on every single down. Where you can have a quarterback just kind of chuck it up there. And, you also, know, can a receiver set the standards for your franchise for 10 years or whatever like a quarterback can? No, no. No, I, you, don't, you don't build teams around receivers. I, don't I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins have. Yeah. And the Miami Dolphins offense has overall better success the last yeah, two years. They're about to re-up uh, two or two. They may. Yeah. Or they may not. Who knows? It's, I mean, maybe they want Kirk Cousins. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, just, I, I still can't get past the price tag that he's looking for. True, but Miami seems willing to spend at this point. So, like, there's one team, right, that has built their kind of offense around the receivers, and they're just like, yeah, we'll just plug into it. Dude is good enough. He's not great, but he's good enough. But I guess you're right. There aren't a lot of other teams in the NFL that have kind of built around the receivers on offense. Right. I feel like Seattle, maybe a little bit, with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you bring in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, they have Geno, mm-hmm. but Geno's not a top eight quarterback, right, top at that ten point, quarterback, quarterback in football. Just get the ball to them. Yeah. It doesn't take much skill, just like hit a target is all you have to do. The 49ers, have more so, it's more so just weapons, not necessarily receivers, but just offensive yeah, right, right, weapons. Right. Yeah, there's and a difference Purdy between, between weapons good. and cornerstones of the uh of the team, but it's interesting because, like, I don't know how, and and I don't know the numbers, I don't know the the past success of this, but how it would be if you built around receivers. And t- in today's NFL, it's probably more possible than it ever than has it's ever been. been. Right, but I just don't know how realistic that would be. I guess, and right. so that's kind of what right. You're not you're me. not Chris Cotter and Randy Moss. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. You know what I mean. But even then, they had Culpepper, they had Cunningham, they had guys that could sling it. Yeah, and that's all they needed. Yeah, that yeah. You needed a guy who could throw up a moonshot, right. and those two guys are just go we'll figure it out, sprint down the field, catch. Yeah, let it fly, figure he, it out. He's somewhere down there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. F it. He's he'll down be in this somewhere. area. Yeah, I'm just gonna get it in this little area. We're good. And so, all right, let's see. Let's see some texts, text ideas. Uh, Two oh seven. Bring in Mayfield. Draft Harrison at three. Sign another free agent receiver. So you know your. I don't know if you're if you're thinking top end like T Higgins, Mike Evans, or a little further down the list like Curtis Samuel, something like that, um, and then draft JJ McCarthy. Ugh, what is people's obsession with JJ McCarthy? I hate that. Uh, let's see here. Take Marv. He also likes. Wait, I think that's supposed to be just Marvin Harrison and sign Michael Pittman. Love Michael Pittman. I don't think he's going to leave Indianapolis, but. Um, and another text wants to say that, like, don't forget that Baker Mayfield had Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Yeah. And and I think that's a fair point, but at the same time, he had a good year. And if you bring him here, if you are bringing him here, theoretically, you are drafting Marvin Harrison. So it's not like you're giving him a bare cupboard. Right, exactly. Um, it's Yeah, is it Odell Jarvis Landry, Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans? No. It's not bad, like, no. especially if you're drafting Marvin Harrison. 617-779-7937. Tell us what you want the Patriots to do going forward here with their new offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, officially in place under Gerard Mayo. Joe Braverman's going to get you caught up with what's trending right now. Make a bay, bake, make a Bayfield. <laughs> Gresh and Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Oh, if Maker Bayfield was on the table, I'd be taking him too. No action for the Bruins until Tuesday, but they are well, well represented in Toronto at the All-Star Game. That will take place this afternoon. Head coach Jim Montgomery will be coaching Austin Matthews and Team Matthews. Jeremy Swayman will be goaltending for Nathan McKinnon and Team McKinnon. And David Pasternak will be a part of Connor McDavid's team aptly known as Team McDavid. Pasternak spoke uh, yesterday in Toronto talking about the season that the Bruins have had and that he knew he had to step up in the absence of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. More more this year we knew that every single one of us has to step up, you know, and be even better to, to somewhat replace those two guys, you know, and uh, overall uh, our team is doing good, which always helps, you know, uh, uh, the player when uh, the team is winning and, and uh, you're playing well as well as an individual. 
Some other news going around the NHL. The league announced that players can participate in the Olympics in Italy for 2026. Players hadn't been able to compete since the Sochi Olympics in 2014. Commissioner Gary Bettman also added there will be a four-team midseason tournament beginning in 2025 called the Four Nations Faceoff. The Celtics will return to TD Garden tomorrow evening when they welcome the Memphis Grizzlies to town. This will be the first visit from Marcus Smart since being traded in the offseason. However, Smart remains out and will be out for tomorrow's game with a severe right ring finger injury. And we're getting more information about the return of Theo Epstein to the Red Sox. Mass Live's Chris Cotillo reports the Fenway Sports Group brought Epstein in as a senior advisor due to ownership, quote, privately acknowledging that they have, at times, not given the club the attention it had deserved in recent years. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It helps so much to have somebody who can say, Gerard, I got the offense. Gerard, I know what I expect from my offensive line coach. Gerard, I got this with the wide receivers. This isn't working. You do the administrative stuff, the oversight stuff, stick with the defense, sit in on our offensive meetings, because you might not have sat in (laughs) on a lot of offensive meetings so far, Gerard. And we're going to bring you up to speed on everything you need to be brought up to speed on, because I think it's worth reiterating time and time and time again. 4-13 and accelerated everything. So Gerard has to learn a lot on the fly. This is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEI, Shy Man Lanny with you this morning. No Garvin. He is sick as a dog. So he has taken the day to himself today. I think he's still got enough games in him that I don't think it's going to affect his, uh, his MVP I think, ballot. I don't think it's going to affect his ballot at all. All right, good. Still better than Joel Embiid. Correct. Uh, nice. Um, but that, so that was Tommy Curran talking about Alex Van Pelt. And I just, I think the first thing that stands out to me, I. I don't know that Alex Van Pelt can necessarily look at Gerard Mayo and be like, I've got the offense. He He's barely called plays, to be completely fair. Like, he has barely called plays. But at the same time, uh, all things being equal, 
I don't think it matters. Like, I think that's a crock of crap. I don't think it matters because look at Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick had never called a play in his damn life right? because he was like the passing game coordinator for Kyle Shanahan. What did he do? Come in and help C.J. Stroud win rookie of the year. Like, I, I don't, I think, I think this whole he needed experience on the offensive side of the football is just a load of crap. I think no. it's, I think it's, to be completely honest with you, I think it's an old man's way of looking at this. You've been in the game for 30 years. I think yeah. you can handle calling plays if yes, you needed to. He's, Especially he's, if you were a quarterback in the you. league. I think you can handle calling plays from the sideline. Yeah, it's not like a, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't worry, Trout. I got no, no, he's offense. never worn headphones before, so we don't know what to do here. Like, <laughs> Kevin O'Connell had never called plays either. Went and started calling plays for the Minnesota Vikings, and look what happened. Like, it's... The whole unique experience now to be an offensive coordinator thing is a crock of crap. I feel right. like I feel like because a lot a lot of the guys right now, shout out to my brothers, they're just a bunch of nerds. <laughs> it's, it is a bunch of offensive nerds. Mike McDaniel is a nerd. nerd. Kyle Shanahan, nerd. nerd. Sean McVay, nerd. Right. Kevin O'Connell, former professional athlete, still a nerd. They all got the, the tight the tight uh, you know t- uh, pants and the. Gel in the hair and the just enough like scruff the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we us nerds. Nerd alert! Nerd yep. alert! Yep. Sound like the alarm! Right, you guys like the product in your hair. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I had hair, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, if I had Sean McVay or Mike McDaniel hair, yeah, I would have want product in my hair too. Yeah, make sure the you know the headphones don't mess up your faux hawk. Yeah. And, oh, Ben Johnson. By the way, actually, Ben Johnson had to grind. He's not from the Shanahan system. I don't know if he's a nerd or not. Um, but, like, anybody from that Shanahan-McVay tree, Clint Kubiak, who I kind of wanted as our offensive coordinator. I like the Kubiak system. He was learning under Kyle Shanahan. He's now actually going to go be the OC in New Orleans uh, for the Saints. Nerd. Like, they're all... <laughs> all of the offensive play callers or all of the offensive minds in football right now are a bunch of nerds. They are, so, and I'm fine with the nerds. It's the way of the sport. The way it, of sports. Not even just sport. It's all sports. But there's things, and, and I hate to kind of take it off the tra- no, off no, no. tracks a little bit, but it's it's like the Dan Campbell decision. Yeah. Well, but like you I gotta, don't. The, it's it's you gotta you gotta mix in the human element within the nerds that you. The, I also the think stuff though that together. people have made analytics and being a nerd synonymous, which I think they're two separate things. Right. Right. Like what Dan Campbell did was not analytics driven. That's just who Dan Campbell is. Yeah. He's aggressive. He goes for fourth down more than anybody. Whether the analytics says it's a good idea or not, he doesn't care. If he's on his own 30, he feels like he needs a momentum shift, and he goes for it on fourth and two and gets it. That's because Dan Campbell just sticks his nuts on the table and goes, you can't match me. Right. That's what he's like. My offensive line is better than your defensive line times a thousand. I'm just going to run you over. Right. And that's just who he is. That's mm-hmm. his nature. He was a and tight did end. Did he get hung? Humbled this past Sunday. Yeah, and look, he, does it bite him in the ass? Yeah. Sure, but that's also how he got to the NFC Championship yeah. game. In Analytics the bite you in the ass sometimes too. Yeah, everything does. <laughs> you know look, what I mean? Look it's at what Pete, Car- Pete Carroll tried to throw the ball on the two yard line. Look how that worked right. out for him. Because analytics are like, well, if you do this, it should work. It's like, all right. But what if it doesn't? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you take consideration bet, that it doesn't work. I bet in that Seahawks game, analytics were probably like, yeah, just give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Right. There's probably like a 98% chance he gets, 98% chance he just gets in the end zone. Right. And they throw the football, and it didn't work out. So, like, here's the thing about football is things just don't work out. Mm-hmm. Whether the numbers say to do this or your gut says to do that, sometimes it's just end up going to be a sometimes, bad decision. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the play falls apart. Yeah, and so... Uh, I don't know how we got to that. Oh, that was my fault. That was I took it off the rails by bringing up Nerds and analytics, not synonymous. Correct, but yeah. So 
I don't really know where Alex Van Pelt stands. I don't know if he's necessarily a nerd, but I have confidence that he probably is, and he could probably come in and call plays because all he does is nerd out on offense yeah. because all he's ever done is play quarterback and coach quarterback. Yeah, at this point, you need a little nerd in you. Yeah. Just a little bit. You don't have to be completely glued to an Excel spreadsheet. No. Just understand what it is. And that's what we complained about with Belichick is that he didn't oh, embrace 100%. it. 100%. Yes. Didn't embrace Billy. it. It's all it is is like just embracing it. Just because you embrace it doesn't mean you're going all in on it. You know, you understand that there are certain aspects of being a nerd and analytics that you need. Yeah. You have to use it. It's just finding that combination of here's what humans are doing, here's what the numbers are saying. Well, that's why Van Pelt, the hiring, surprised me because that means there's literally no stench of Belichick anywhere right now. But I think that was the point, right? Like, I think that's what they wanted to accomplish. You could tell... Right from the beginning, when Gerard Mayo was asked, he's like, yeah, I'm going to hire my own staff. It's Bill O'Brien out the door almost immediately, out the door to Ohio State, to college football, which I don't know if you noticed, all of the college coaches are trying to get the F away from the NCAA. Jeff Hathley went to Green Bay to be a defensive coordinator because he doesn't want to be in the NCAA anymore. Doesn't want to do it anymore because it's not what it used to be. No, nobody wants to recruit the NIL, all that crap, the the new conferences, all of it stinks. And so... In an age where college coaches are trying desperately to leave for the NFL, Bill O'Brien goes has back to, to college to football. Back. Yeah, because yeah, and, and so and then Gerard goes. He promotes Demarcus Covington, who I am led to believe it is probably like his right hand man, yep. right? Like is his guy from the original regime, but that he felt was his guy, not Belichick's yep. guy. Like he was on the staff, but he felt like it was he his guy. Him. Yeah, and going forward bringing in a lot of new faces in the coaching staff, it was one guy he could look to, look him dead in the eye and be like, all right, you're my, you're my guy. Yep. What, how, how should I be proceeding? Yep. Help me out. Help me figure this out. And so, and then he goes and hires the, the strangers, the, the Alex Van Pelt, the, what is it? Jeremy Springer. Yeah. yeah is the assistant to the assistant of the special teams guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the assistant on a crap special teams unit, but we'll take him. <laughs> and so, I'm not I think, the, assistant, I'm the assistant regional manager, assistant to the regional exactly. manager. Exactly. And I think, Billy, you said this. Like, It's a good thing you have to Google the names right. of these new coordinators. I'm into it. Yeah. Because, again, it comes back to uh, just a fresh start. I didn't want to oh, hear. Like, so nice. <clears throat> oh, offensive coordinator. Well, then why wouldn't it just be McDaniels? It's like, oh, my God. All right. We've heard the name before. What about Nick Cayley? And, you know, Nick Cayley did something different when he was here and might do, you know, could have done something different when he got here, but it's still another name that you knew. So it was great cause to wake up and be like, who the hell is Alex Van Pelt? Yeah. And then you look it up and you're like, oh, all right. All okay. right. I can work with this guy. Okay, I can work I'm with this guy. This. Unlike with Springer. When Springer's like, oh, he was the assistant to the special teams coach. <laughs> and now he's a special teams guy. It's like, all right, hopefully, uh, what's his name? Ryland likes him. Just, he, just so happened to sound like the worst special teams in football. Yeah. By D- yeah, one of those nerd stats. the assistant. Not even like the head guy yeah. of the bad special teams unit, but the assistant. One of those nerd stats, DVOA, the Rams were last in special teams DVOA yeah. last year. Uh, by, by a wide margin, wide margin. I think a lot of that was also just the kickers sucked for the Rams. Right. They were missing kicks left and right. <laughs> nerds. Thank you. Um, but so... Okay, so if I'm going down the shime checklist of things to do in the Patriots offseason, okay. clear house of all Belichick coaching staff, for the most part, yeah. Doing that, his son, had an, his son had an interview yesterday in uh, Washington. Oh, really? Which, Steve? Steve? Oh, yeah, okay. Steven and, and the running backs coach each had an interview for the defensive Vinny jobs. Vinny Yeah. Okay. With, uh, University of Washington. Okay. Uh, so Gerard Mayo gets his own staff, check mark off that. And it feels like Gerard Mayo has been 
very vocal and a major part of hiring the coaching staff. It's not just guys foisted upon him by Elliot Wolf and Macro, right. which is good. Elliot Wolf has been involved, but I don't feel like it's all Elliot Wolf's decisions, which is nice. Then I look at it. I'm like, okay, this is brought up to me. Is is there a chance Mac Jones is back next season? Yes. I believe there is, oh, no. but I also, but oh, again, 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 yeah, fine, Boomy, whatever you want. But I'm also the guy who thought Belichick would be back True. this year. I was team Fair. bring him back for one more year because I figured Belichick had one more year, Mac Jones had one more year, give it another shot, and then start over. But they're doing it this year. But I figured Mac Jones is cheap money, and they, they'll hold on to him for one more year. So if this... Because they've already been reported that they're not going to... They're not going to pick up as the fifth-year option. Which is good. Right, which is fine. Positive. So you might as well bring him in and, you know, just see what you can get out of him, you know? And then because he's a guy who's like, well, i got to prove myself if I want to continue to be in this league. But so what if they – this is like my worst nightmare, by the way. <laughs> what if they run it back with him? They do take Marvin Harrison at three. Yep. But they're just like, yeah, we'll run it back with Mac another year. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, but would you be okay with that? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, because, right, again, because, no, no, because, again, I'm on the – I'm on the go for Baker May trade, you know, sign Baker Mayfield or even trade for like we were talking off air. The I forget uh, Tony Pauline, I believe, was the guy who wrote the article about Denver. Yep, Denver considering moving on from Russell Wilson and moving up in the draft. I'd make a trade. I'd bring in Russell Wilson for a year or two. Yeah, okay. why not? I he mean, he's going to be a lot expensive. Than Mac Jones, exactly, exactly. But I feel that Mac Jones is his price tag is low enough that the Patriots will be like, all right, we'll keep him around. Yeah, so it's just. And he's and again he's got it's his last year so he's in a mentality of like I got to prove something to somebody if I want to continue to be in this league. Okay, so even if they drafted Marvin Harrison, you still just like you would still be upset if it was Mac Jones. If, if Mac Jones can't get the ball okay. to Marvin Harrison, then you know you have an issue. Well, yeah, yeah, I, you I know mean, what I mean. I don't, think, that, I don't think it matters who is re- at, it could be Jerry F and Rice at receiver right now. I don't, don't think, think Mac yeah, Jones is going to do anything. Uh, so, it, but he's broken. I just. I think that's like the final thing on my checklist here. Just getting him is out of there. Get Mac Jones out of my building. Yeah. And I am gung ho, 100% full board. Like, I am into the Patriots season. And there's no team you could think of that would be like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a draft pick for Mac Jones. Like, what the hell are you going to What is Oh, Mac? no, I think there's a team no, out there. No, I mean, there's obviously there's always a team that's going to take a shot on somebody and give up something. Like, the Rams for- signed Carson Wentz. Right. Like, would. Would Sean McVay be like, oh, I, I think I'd rather have Mac Jones as my backup quarterback? Right, yeah. I don't see why Maybe. not. Maybe. Yeah. You get a low-round draft pick for him, see what you can get. But again, I think I think he has more value on this team than he would trading him. Niners get the guy they always wanted by just making a low-risk trade? Yeah, no. When they win the Super Bowl on Sunday, they're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, win the Super Bowl, bring in Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. They're two dream quarterbacks, Brock Purdy and mean? Mac Jones. They have, they have the best backup quarterback in football right now. They have Sam Darnold. Okay? <laughs> Uh, you watch yourself over there, Joe. He sees ghosts. That's a skill. Uh, it's uh, it's I Jennifer Love Hewitt would know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You like that? I do. That was a good uh, one. <laughs> thank you. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's hear from Chris in Maine. Wanted to talk about uh, Van Pelt and the impact on the draft. What's up, Chris? Hey, good morning, guys. You know, um, everything you hear is that Van Pelt's going to have a lot of say in what they do at quarterback. And you look what he did in Cleveland with a bunch of, a lot of no-names, other than when once Watson went down. So you could see him, as you said, staying with Mac Jones and then taking Harrison at three, building that infrastructure, getting some weapons, kind of like what Houston did. And if it doesn't work, heading into 2025, then you, you know, 
cut bait and get the quarterback. But at least you have something in place. So maybe there is something to that. I hate to say it. All right. Thanks for the call, Chris. So, look, here's the thing, too, though, is, like, I don't know how good the – I haven't looked this far ahead. I don't know how good the quarterback class is in 2025. Like, it's – there's not going to be a Caleb Williams. There's not going to be – there's not going to be a Drake May. I don't – off the top of my head, I don't even know if there's going to be a Jaden Daniels. Like, there's going to be a lot of new faces in college football, right? A lot of guys – like a lot of the guys that have been hanging around for years, the Michael Penix, the Bo Nixes, uh, the, even the J.J. McCarthy's are now going to be out of college football and into the NFL. And so, like, I just don't know who the next guy just would a, be. Just a quick look. This is NFL draft buzz. Shadia okay. Sanders is oh, on if he that sticks list. in Colorado, yep. yeah. Uh, but, like... Penn State's uh, Drew Aller, A-L-L-A-R. Okay. Yeah, Connor Wegman. Any of these names jump out to you? The grocery store? Yeah, I think so. Spelled differently. Oh, okay. Carson Beck. Mm. You know, but again, I don't know. You know, my college information. I'm ignorant when it comes to college football. So yeah, but like I, I look don't... at it, right. So, uh, let, like, just think about it like this, right? Last year, the Heisman voting, who won? Caleb Williams. What happens? He's out of the draft this year. You don't have a guy like that. The guy who won the Heisman this year is coming out in the draft. Yep. Like, there's not. There's no Tua who's a freshman. There's no uh, there's no just like the massive standout college football quarterback. They're like, oh, he's the future. And so I think, again, it comes into play. Like, do you really want to risk not taking a guy who, at the very least, right, and I don't love Jaden Daniels. I think he's pretty good. I think he could be in a good NFL quarterback in the right system with the right development, blah, 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 blah. I think quarterback in the NFL is as much nurture as it is nature. But – do you really want to take the risk of hoping that a guy is as good as the current Heisman winner next year? It's the risk of the draft. I mean, that's what it is. It's, yeah, it's, I it's, guess. A, it's literally it's a lottery. We this could be a the, this could be a golden ticket, or you could end up in a in a chocolate river. But doesn't that that mean like sh- shouldn't you always then just take the swing? Yes, as if that's what I, as a fan, that's what I want. Yeah, because it lets you know, hey, we're taking a shot. Yeah, you have like better to swing at strike three than to look at it. Exactly, nobody that, wants to be left with a bat on their shoulder. A hundred, a hundred percent, guys. Like it's like, yes, the the hit rate on quarterbacks in the first round over the ten year last ten years is only like thirty four percent, but the wide receivers are only like fifty percent. So sixteen percent, eh, never tell me the odds. It's fine. I'll take the quarterback. I'll swing. I'm gonna swing for the fences. If I come up a little short and I hit a pop fly to the warning track, so be it. But I'm gonna swing my ass off. And I'm going to try and put one over the fence. And Marvin Harrison is just like a single, maybe a double, right? It's safe. You're going to get on base, but there's no guarantee of anything happening after that. It's a single for now, and if he pans out really well, it's a stolen base. Yeah, but with Jaden Daniels, it could be a single. It could be a triple. could be the tying run on second. Or it could be an (laughs) effing grand slam. Right. Like there's, you just, that's the thing with quarterbacks is, you just have no clue. None. Nobody on planet Earth thought C.J. Stroud was going to be as good as he was. I thought he was the best quarterback in that class. I said it. Hart and I talked about it a bunch. I wasn't a big Bryce Young guy. Bryce Young to me was third. I loved Richardson and Stroud. I thought Stroud would be the best in year one. I thought Richardson would be the best overall. Stroud was is hands down the best. Yeah. No one saw that coming. But that again, that's the. That's the lottery that is the draft. Yeah, so it makes it fun. Yeah, 617-779-7937. Let us know how you want the Patriots to approach the draft, free agency, the quarterback position overall. Uh, we'll continue with that coming up next.
Wait a minute, this one's, this one's a banger. Absolute banger. This is back from like 01. Madden. This reminds That's me right. of the Maddens. I yes. can't tell you which cover, but this reminds me of Madden. Those are great because they had like all the drills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm sure they still have it. I haven't played a new Madden. They do. Tell you I, how long. I play a Madden 24. They do still have the drills. Drills are a little bit more difficult. Actually, the home games in general have been very difficult. I was talking about with Fourier the other day. I forget what he, one of his kids were playing something he tried. Oh, no, might have been Gresh, too. Like, NBA. Like, the fact that, like, the Eurostep is a thing now in, in basketball, like, trying to do it on a remote is borderline impossible. Yeah, it's insane. Can we and, also agree and go against Adam Jones and say skateboard is a sport and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is the greatest sports video game of all time? I, I'll, uh, say that it's a, I'll say that it's a sports game. I won't say that it's the greatest. I agree with Mego that... Um, Tony Hawk should be considered a sports game. Yeah, yeah, 100% it should yep. be considered a sports game. It's an awesome game. But I don't know that it's the greatest sports game of all time. Right, so that's the thing, too, because I, I heard, all I saw was like some of the stuff on the internet. I don't know if they did, like, just in general, like, do I just say Madden or do I have to say Madden whatever? Because, like, I'm putting... M- oh, you M- have to put specific Madden. Yeah, in there. so, like, I'm so saying, like, for like, me, MVP it would baseball, be... like, MVP Baseball 05, the Manny cover, is one of uh, the greatest baseball games ever. Could not agree with you more. Right. That, uh, NHL 94... Yep, was that the was that the Bruins cover? Bruins and I forget who was on the cover. Might have been that one. No, that was um, uh, it was on the cover in '94. I thought that was the one that had like Moog on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yes. it? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. And so, so NHL '94, Madden. Uh, oh, oh, right. Did she have a specific Tony Hawk or just Tony Hawk in general? I'm pretty sure it was the original. The original one, yeah. Mm, Tony Hawk Pro Skater was really good. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two also a tremendous game. Pro Skater 4 is my jam. The two, soundtracks I think, I think two, were, Yeah, there's another one. Back to soundtracks so were awesome. Slap. That's the thing about older sports games. The sla- the soundtracks on those Amazing. games just slapped so yep. hard. At least one rejoin for each show has one of it those songs right. on that yeah. album. It's just... <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think me and uh, Nick LePan did that one day where we used rejoins from, I think it was the Manny cover of I MVP have, oh, Baseball. Uh, yeah, Honest Mistake by The Bravery. Uh, Tessie is on that one from The Dropkicks. Uh, oh, there's another one, too. Uh, tick tick boom for yep. like the highs. And then there was a song by uh, I forget who sings it, but it was the same song that they used for whatever the Dennis Leary firefighter show was. Oh, uh, uh, ladder something or other, something like that. Or, that no, was, uh, the- was it was it that or like rescue me maybe? Was that the one? I don't know. But uh, they, I'm pretty sure, Listomania by Phoenix was also on that game. Mm. Either way, it just. Oh, those games are See, so but that's good. the thing too. It's like it's it's tough. Like I'm a little bit older than you guys, so like I lean towards like Mike Tyson's Punch Out was amazing. Right. Everybody loves Super Tech Mobile. Okay, so does racing count as a sport? NASCAR? Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I, so I, you're talking. Okay, racing. so you're saying Mario Kart yes, is the like, greatest sports I, game but, of all time. Like, I saw I that coming from a mile away. I, I don't disagree with it. If NASCAR's a sport, Mario Kart is kind of like NASCAR. Shout out to Rich Keith and the hashtag Dork Podcast. I believe Mario Kart won their March Madness bracket a f- years back now for greatest video game of all time. Really? See, I never played the 64 version. I played the Wii version. Oh, okay. But it's like the same thing. I think it was the same. I think it was the same. Yeah. Style so the game sixty-four version was good. My personal favorite. Yep. In my opinion, the best Mario Kart game ever made was Mario Kart Double Dash for the Nintendo GameCube. It was because you could play with your buddy. Right. He could be on the back, and we were tremendous at this. I would drive. My buddy would be throwing all of the items because anytime you got the double box, oh, you no could kidding. toss an item back to your buddy. He would throw all of them. All right. And if you're like side by side with a car, yep. He can press the right bumper and just punch the car next to him. Nice. 
and so like if you're going to go off the track, he punches you, pulls you back on the track. I, I mean, it's it, just it's racing, so I guess that, that's that's a sport. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mario Kart Double Dash. I'm there done. was a there was a Get Tiger Woods a few slaps. years ago that was amazing too. I couldn't tell you the year of it. Mm, there's been a few. I think the PGA games in general are pretty good. Like yeah. I've loved Mario Golf, also a great game. Right. Yeah. So what was the Mario last? Tennis? I, forget, I forget who was on the cover of the last. I might have had like PGA 2K21 maybe. Okay. But it, it's awesome. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. The graphics are just insane. 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 Like you're gonna go to look. Augusta and it's like I always love this? the things on Instagram you see because I again as a wrestling fan it's they always use this it was like oh his uh these are the graphics in 1999 and like oh me, like those evolution graphics it's like me oh the graphics will never get better than this and then it shows like what they look like now like they did it with Brock Lesnar because Lesnar is the first athlete to appear in. Madden, UFC, and a WWE Ooh, game. Nice. So okay. they showed him in Madden when he was on the Vikings the year with Wiggy. Yep. And it's just this horrible, like animated Brock Lesnar looking <laughs> face. So okay, um, were you more of an NFL Street guy or an NFL Blitz guy? I loved Blitz. Was there? Uh, there was. Did they do NFL Streets? Yeah. They did? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I was a Blitz guy. Walking on I was a walls, Blitz guy. throwing I did, passes like behind the back. I did off love. The walls. I did love FIFA Street. I think they only did a couple versions of FIFA Street, but FIFA Soccer FIFA Street, was yep. pretty. Was pretty they even awesome. did like NBA Street. Uh, yeah, yeah, which yep. is pretty good. Uh, but the the NFL Street, like you could be like, uh, who was it? Warwick Dunn, maybe, yeah. and he was just, <laughs> just fast as all hell. Running all over the place. Right. Oh, oh. Was the year, there was a year that Michael Vick was like the Bo Jackson. Was that Madden, Madden Five? I might think. have been. It, it, Might have been, it was borderline like unfair to use them. It was like either o three o four o five somewhere in that range because it was right around the same time as the Manny MLB game. Yeah. Um, somebody on the text line NCAA football fourteen. NCAA football was always fun. Yeah. Uh, RBI baseball. RBI baseball. See, that's the thing too because RBI baseball oh. they made like how did I forget three this? or four of them? Uh, no, the best video sports video game of all time. It's backyard baseball. Backyard baseball, huh? I used yeah. to like this was a Nintendo game. So Pablo again, Sanchez. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> nice. The greatest. Sports athlete in the history of mankind. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, because he, he was the he was like the Barry Bonds wasn't in games or something like that. Yep. So like the, the John Dowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that was a great one. This was this is this one will be for our older listeners because again, I'm the older one on the group. But Dusty Diamond softball for Nintendo was pretty legit. Oh, too, okay. Because they had like different fields. Like here's a schoolyard field. Here's yeah. a here's a dump like a like a trash dump field. It was always oh, great. Pablo is the best because he was like. Three foot nothing, but he was the best athlete in every backyard sports game ever. Backyard soccer dominated. Backyard baseball kicked ass. He was the if best he wasn't the number baseball. one pick for what you were selecting. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Even in the game where it was like there was a so in the original backyard baseball there were no pro players. In oh one there were some, and then in oh three there was a bunch. Yeah. And even still, even with Ken Griffey Jr. in the game. Who was awesome in those games, by the way? Uh, Pablo Sanchez had to be your first overall right. pick every time. The best. That'll do it for us today on the producer show for Shime and Lanny. We will be back with you next Saturday. Garvin will hopefully be uh, healthy and back with us as well. But keep it locked right here. Ken and Curtis have you coming up next. We'll see you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.